Uh, does anybody want to have any more technical problems before we start, or can we go? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have several, but I can't think of any. From... <laughs> From now on, Chris, I think we should just tell you that the show starts, and then we'll show up 15 minutes after that. I know! It's just so you can try and fail, and then not, not have to wait for you. The problem is, right now, I'm really sleepy, so I feel very fragile about the entire Oh, episode. no! <laughs> so, like, literally, when I first started, when I said yo, and the call started, and then it wouldn't start, I, like, whimpered. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. This is episode number 50. We have now come up with as many episodes of this podcast as Paul Simon came up with ways to leave his lover. <laughs> as an added bonus, we have secretly encoded a way to leave your lover in each and every episode of this show. Go back and find them all. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today we're talking about Eclipse, the movie. And uh, it was almost the ultimate movie-watching experience. Eclipse, the movie, had drama, almost. Uh, almost some action, and very nearly sex it's like somebody's playing a tight man-to-man defense against interesting the whole time <laughs> played it to a, a zero zero draw and there's a shootout where no one scored anything either. <laughs> or it wasn't exactly. bracket play yet you know? <laughs> yeah. oh that's why <laughs> so today let me introduce you we have a very special panel for us today uh first up a boy that i interviewed at the mall described him this way Edward is just much more elegant and classy, and Jacob's just like a, a surfer boy who's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ezra. Marriage is the way I say I love you. <laughs> also joining us today, a girl that I interviewed at the mall described him this way. Jacob's warm, and he's hot, and he's really cute, and he treats Bella nice. <laughs> it's Chris. Face it, I'm hotter than you. There is very little doubt of that. Because basically, Edward looks like a sparkly version of Jaws. <laughs> the James Bond villain, not the shark. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> Either way, it might be true. They're both just pale, fish-like, and have way too large chins that could be mistaken for something else. Once again, though, they're all way better than Bella Deserve. Yeah, yeah that, maybe that's the special race that Mike Newton belongs to. Secretly, he's a shark. <laughs> <laughs> he never stops moving, and he gets very confused when you hit him on the nose. <laughs> so cute if people were like taunting Mike Newton by touching his nose and they'd be like where am I what's going on here oh and you don't see him for the first third of the movie you know you just see like parts of him <laughs> is that is that Mike Newton's shoulder dun, dun. why is he holding it up his head like that dun, dun. guys Mike Newton's coming gonna need a bigger high school <laughs> alright also joining us today the mall girls would describe her this way She's really pretty. But she's really good at being she's awkward. Yeah, she's yeah, very awkward. I mean, in person, she's like a total social retard, so... It's Colleen! <laughs> hey, guys. I'm, like, the worst person ever made, but everyone's obsessed with me, so I have no incentive to stop sucking so hard. <laughs> <laughs> We've set up the wrong incentive system to get you to be awesome. It's like Sean William Scott's acting career. Oh! <laughs> and, of course, I'm your host... The woman we interviewed from the Superfan Twilight podcast would describe me this way. Charlie is my favorite. Favorite. <laughs> it's the cop stash. Is that what it does it is, for you? It is the stash. Oh, you get Aww, you get Aww. <laughs> My name is Alex. I like being a cop in Forks because I get to be home and halfway through a beer by 4 o'clock on a weekday. Ha 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 ha. Wow, Sorry, I... everyone in the audience laughed last night so hard at everything Charlie said, so... 
He was. He is really cute. And none of it was funny. He's not specifically funny, but. <laughs> So, the next thing we should do, it's time for our summary. Uh, as we always try to do for our movies, we are like to have uh, the fans summarize for us. So, we have gathered a collection of 10-word summaries from the fans. Chris will do a dramatic reading of uh, an assortment of them. This one is from my good buddy, Kevin Z. <laughs> this can't still be about abstinence. Seriously? Damn you, Meyer! <laughs> Meyer! <laughs> Poor <laughs> this one is from uh, Kevin B. Still a terrible series, much worse than last time. Black. <laughs> <laughs> What's Black doing there? What? Uh, Jacob or, or I know the color. The heart. Yeah. Or <laughs> he's just making up for the fact that everybody in Forks is white. Yeah. I haven't like, <laughs> said anything racist yet. I just want to mention a color. <laughs> one of my favorite things about yeah. the ten word summaries is that because we asked for those like the day the movie came out, probably none of these people have seen it. Uh, it doesn't matter, because I think Cassandra gets it totally right. Please, what does she say? Angst, 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 angst. Werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the uh, uber-German pronunciation. Yeah, I took German once in high school, so I, I can't say angst. <laughs> nice. Rachel writes... Bella must choose between two abusive boyfriends. She picks Sparkly Butt. <laughs> uh, sparkly Butt. I guess his butt would sparkle. They better not do it outside, because that would be unnerving. Yeah, it'd be just like, like a blinding ass going up and down in the sunshine. Here's the thing, though. Once you get Sparkly Butt, I imagine regular butts are pretty bland and boring. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go Sparkly Butt, you never go back. You definitely do not go back. <laughs> Andrea writes... Kiss rapist. Bella poops her pants. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it is time for the compliment sandwich round where we try to make ourselves seem more fair by offering a compliment before and after we insult the movie. So beginning today with our guest, Colleen, you have the choice to go first or last in the major compliment round. What do you prefer? I'll go first because mine isn't that cool. Perfect. I always like to start off mediocre. Well, I had a really hard time thinking of a compliment. But the one I did come up with is that Victoria looked really cool when she jumped across the canyon. Yeah, that was fun. And actually, I think, did Victoria get hotter in this movie? Yeah, it's a new actress. Oh, sweet. Next up, it is Chris, straight from China. All right. I might be taking Ezra's here, but... Oh, I bet you might be. <laughs> okay, I won't, and I'll do something else. No, 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 that might be mine also. <laughs> Risk Fine, it. I'm going ahead. You got to pick first, Chris. Go for it. All right. So I like that through the progression of movies, you can actually see like them respond to trends, at least through you know the visual cues that they have. Because the Vol Volturi have a guy who has a Justin Bieber haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny to picture a vampire who's one of the most badass vampires, like then going home and hanging out at parties and almost talk to girls and play around on a skateboard. <laughs> and getting cars from Usher for his birthday. Yep. <laughs> One less lonely vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, Ez, did he take yours? Yes or no? No. Prove it to us. Anna Kendrick is giving her valedictorian speech. Yeah. Um, she has <laughs> a great, great moment of truth. And here's the clip. Major in philosophy because there's no way to make a career out of that. Colleen and I fist bumped when that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got it. This is another one of our uh, our perfect four. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that was actually my second compliment. Also, but I was upset that this movie didn't come out six years ahead of time to warn me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so for my major compliment, when Bella got her graduation present from her mom, it was perfectly movie gift wrapped. Yeah. I want to be friends with a movie prop person, so when they buy me presents, the lid is wrapped separate from the (laughs) box, and I can just take it off and grab the present without any tearing. Oh, I want that so bad. Yeah. Okay, that is good, but on the same, like, I bet the gift is like, partially faked as well you know like if it's a book it's like hollowed out in the middle (laughs) yeah but one thing about the gift she receives is that top pot donuts the donut shop near my apartment is totally represented on that quilt and i was like "Ooh, let's cancel the show unwatch the movie and just eat donuts all the time let's secret ourselves some donuts oh yeah (laughs) yeah we'll just manifest them thank you for sending me donuts world (laughs) i want donuts and other pastries I'm transcendently grateful for donuts that I don't yet have. You've only made me more want donuts, and it's not helping. <laughs> hey, Alex, want to go get donuts? From now on, we are a donut review show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, great. Well, that wraps up our that wraps up our compliment sandwich. Uh, <laughs> you found a way to make a pun happen, even though we weren't talking about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, wraps are always so disappointing, aren't they? Yes. It's because the tortillas are a little dry. They're a little dry and a little cold, and tortillas aren't cold. It's just true. (laughs) You get a warm pita. Yeah, that's an improvement. Indeed. But then it's not a wrap, is it? It's a pita. It's a wrap. (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) This rap game, this rap game. I ain't selling my soul for this rap game. I ain't digging a hole for this rap game. And I'm telling you, nobody had name. This rap game. Okay, so for the next thing we have to do, it is time for our regular feature of hate-pulls to hate-pulls. <laughs> you guys have to read a green hate-pull, and then we'll all turn in red hate-pulls, and you can decide which one is the best hate-pull or okay. something. Okay, so first off, fuck this director, all right? Yeah. This director is the worst director. The entire... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm very tired. But, uh, yeah, the entire first hour felt almost like a movie trailer because there wasn't anything to tie together scenes. It's like a bad history paper written by a fifth grader. It's like, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Yeah. It just feels like everything was trimmed to the point of, like, okay, what do we absolutely need? Okay, this, one and two and three and four. And there just wasn't any story there. There's no narrative. Is your complaint that they did not take more time on the rich story? (laughs) (laughs) No, my complaint is not that. My complaint is that he didn't even attempt to make a movie out of the first hour. Right, he just threw together the things that he needed to get to the last part, which was also boring. Yes. Actually, what's amazing is that he managed to cut all of the fat, and it was still boring. I mean, it's kind of like when you're working with a stick of butter. (laughs) 
And you can cut a lot of the fat, but there'll still be some fat left over. Man, you know, whenever I make cookies, I, I never anticipate beforehand. So I have to microwave the butter, and it always melts a little, so my cookies aren't they, – they spread out too much. Oh, yeah, you need cold fat. You guys fat. have that problem? Can I stop this before I want cookies and donuts? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, so this is uh, related to the production of the film as well, but the Cullens always stand like they're on an album cover. <laughs> yep. Every time we're like the, all the Cullens get together, they stand at like incongruous angles, just spread out, looking off into the distance. All wearing black. Yeah, you're yeah. probably trying to save money on photo shoots, so like they don't have to shoot a poster <laughs> and the movie. It's all just movie stills. <laughs> yeah, I think they just use like the Nickelback cover for like their storyboards. <laughs> right, they're just like they're cardboard stand-ins most of the time. <laughs> Alright. Who else has a hate? Hate pull. I got one. Uh, I definitely have one. If you share it, it'll be more interesting. Well, no one said yes, so I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to go? We're all listening. Just What's do happening? your thing. Come on. Okay. Um, they uh, absolutely copped out here. We have giant wolves. We have close-ups on giant wolves. We have no giant wolf balls. <laughs> Damn it. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. there's, like, kind of a sweet moment where, like, Jacob as the wolf is like kind of like nuzzling a little bit with Bella, and then I want him to just trot away with like massive dangling balls. <laughs> or like when he walks through the snow, there's just a couple of indents in the middle of his footprints that drag the whole way. <laughs> and also, how come we never got any like wolves pooping or peeing? Yeah, right. I or mean, humping things. I mean, right. they're wolves. Come hey, on. Uh, the wolves uh, shit in the woods. Come on. Jesus Christ, you guys. Well, they don't show people shitting all the time in movies about people. Yeah, so. it's not like they were con- like the people are just constantly. Wait, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom, and then we have to wait ten minutes before the scene <laughs> continues. What about cinema verite? What about cinema verite? All right, you know what? I'm gonna say the director was not good, but so far you guys have listed at least two very smart decisions they made <laughs> <laughs> to not film all of the pooping and <laughs> not show the wolf balls. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm sure there was a meeting about it where, like, a production assistant was like, "Well, I brought all of these various wolf balls you can test," and then the director said, "You know what? We're gonna sh- we're gonna shoot around it." Just Question, to- Alex: How would you have tested the wolf balls? <laughs> I don't know, I mean, light it, meters, you know, a, sc- <laughs> a screen test. I don't know, maybe like a, a density test. Make them close their eyes and touch their nose. Maybe maybe it's like a, it's like gold coins where you check their truthfulness. You had to bite on bite it. They have the right amount of give. <laughs> uh. These are fool's balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Colleen, do you have a hate poll? Yeah. Here, newborn training. Was that the weakest shit ever or what? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, newborns are so hard to fight against. For some reason, I'm the only one who knows anything about it. Like, wolves, you come watch too. But then the wolves just sat there. And then the only thing he actually like advised them in was, don't go for the obvious kill. <laughs> They'll be expecting that. And I was like, duh, that's not training. Don't turn your back on the enemy. Okay, how is this different from fighting anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think more experienced vampires would let you monologue for a while. <laughs> they'd, they'd respect the craft. <laughs> it was really important for them to know that you're not fighting a villain in Super Mario where you need to turn your back on it so that he will turn his back and then you can jump on his not spiky spot. <laughs> Very important distinction to make. I like the Mario train, though. All right, guys. Really simple. Red mushroom. Okay. (laughs) Jump on his head. (laughs) Jump on his head. Okay. Uh, 
Here, uh, uh, why don't you run at me, Edward? Notice how I'm jumping on his head. <laughs> what, what can you do? Nothing. I've jumped on his head. I've jumped on his head. He exploded into four coins. <laughs> Collect the coins. You'll live forever. Yeah. Bite them to make sure they're not wolf's testicles. Walk away. <laughs> uh, I got a hapel. The vampires are really inefficient killers. Yeah. You'd think they'd be really badass, but in that first thing, in order to eat, first they need to run by the victim a few times. <laughs> Then make some rustling noises in the bushes. Well, that would be the <laughs> obvious kill to do it the first time. <laughs> Can't do the they obvious have... kill. Two hours later, <laughs> they run by, they cut his hand, he falls down screaming, they leave him alone for a while, and then eventually, they, in order to kill him, they need to flip over a car and light it on fire, and then they can eat him. Yeah. But to be fair, you also need a very stupid human victim, all right? Because Riley asked after he was attacked once, Who's there? Because, like, that's not really a helpful thing to ask, right? <laughs> the question was not knock-knock. <laughs> Someone actually just bit your hand. Like, oh, is this a friend who's biting me? That's okay. <laughs> Identify yourself, villain. Our friend. Yeah. Neutral person. Are you Switzerland? <laughs> oh, God, that was another issue I had. Oh, God, that was so funny. <laughs> the Switzerland comment. It From did- now on, guys, I'm Switzerland. Like, uh... All right, good try at geography. Let's move on. Are there cows in you? <laughs> the cheese I produce is largely holy. <laughs> she is like 70% bank. <laughs> this might be a hate, and it might be a compliment. But... Let's guess. Okay. In a theater full of Twilight fans on a midnight premiere showing, the big romantic scene between Bella and Edward, when he says, uh, stop trying to take your clothes off, somebody just yells, buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it's, it's, a, it's a hate against the movie for having clunky acting and writing and uh, unbelievable like you know romantic scenes. But it's a compliment to the audience for not buying into the bullshit. My crowd wanted Bella to get some so bad. Yeah. Well, you know, Portland and all their strippers. But at the same time, everyone cheered when he asked Bella to marry her. Yeah, they were they were like, very pro-marriage, but they were also pro-sex. Well, maybe they're pro-sex, and they knew that, that once marriage happened, then surely there's going to have to be some sexist. I guess. But if I wanted to note on that, I, I don't feel like I so much have an insult for that, but I felt myself insulted by Stephanie Meyer and <laughs> her attempt to glamorize pre-sexual marriage and use Edward Cullen as the tool to advocate it. Did you just make a pre-sexual marriage? Pre-sexual marriage is brilliant. <laughs> is that yours? I need to know. Yeah, I, I made that up earlier today. That's great. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Do you realize that, that 100% of all pre-sexual marriages begin with really, really subpar lovemaking? <laughs> I think she is recklessly, Stephanie Meyer is recklessly encouraging this dangerous behavior of pre-sexual marriage. Yeah, Indeed. and then like using Edward to, you know, make it look all sexy when it isn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, to, ma- to use Edward to make it all look a little bit lumpy and pale in the face. Like, <laughs> to be fair, like dude it's... looks like he's had a stroke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How is that fair? <laughs> I 
Hey, Ez, you, you sound like you've got, like, throat trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, I just, it's, uh, my trachea kind of closed up on me a little bit. I mean, that's not, it's not normal. What happened? Oh, well, I just, uh, had a battler's reaction to some Spanish peanuts. Kind of everything just tightened up. Pretty much almost died. Well, I from what I've read of peanut allergies, that it also like it, it can also cause all kinds of just internal pain and bleeding and I mean yeah terrible I mean, stuff yeah I would I would have been worried about that but I was actually listening to a uh, an audiobook the whole time from uh, Audible.com oh that's I mean come on that's stupid I mean that doesn't count as reading a book right I mean I come on totally ca- I I no, you're probably right actually it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay sure but like. They don't have anything that has some recommendations for how to not die of a peanut allergy? Yeah, there was that what to do in like a worst case scenario thing. Just had to figure out what to do in a peanut allergy situation. Oh. Which is, you know, get someone to cut a small slit in your throat, put an unscrewed bick in the hole, and then you can breathe. So, saved my life. Yeah, uh, and, and you only have one bick pen coming out of your neck. That's a good result. Yeah, I probably should get a doctor to look at this now, huh? Why don't you tell me how you got the book then, in case I want a book later, in case I needed an emergency trachea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's really easy. It's audiblepodcast.com slash weep, and it gives you a free audiobook just for signing up. Oh, wow. And we lose our incentive if you cancel, right? No, everyone's happy, all right? If, if you cancel, uh, if, you, if you don't cancel, both are great. All right? You get to keep the book no matter what, and you support us. So it's pretty good. Wow. Honestly, I don't really know why I'm telling you about this, because you probably know this already. Audible.com. It's like carrying an EpiPen in your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, Alex here. I'm recording this in post, and I've got a bit of a cold, so sorry for the inconsistency. But what happened was, for this movie, we decided to go all go see midnight showings at local teeny bopper malls whenever possible. And I set out with my intrepid friends, Scott, who you may remember as the Cougar Hunter from episode 15, and Colleen, who's been joining us for this podcast, and others. And we tried to interview some people in line for the 1201 showing to see what we could learn from Twilight fans. And the thing that we learned, most importantly is that this movie is all about sex. Um, so what are you most excited about? For Jacob. Jacob. So hot. Oh my gosh. Okay, just that. That was an easy question for you. Yes, that was an easy question. The book was okay. So you're just here to look at the boy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, good movie. That's very honest. Obviously, you guys don't get to be on teams, uh, but uh, if you were, which teams would you guys be on? Oh, Team Edward. <laughs> Team Jacob. Team oh, really? Team Jacob. And why is that? Because uh, he's got a rockin' body and black hair. <laughs> okay. And and you don't like his body? Uh, I don't like his body at all. It's far too ripped. Too ripped? Yes. So you like your guy a little I think more it's slender. nice. Yeah. I like the contours. Okay. So you were going to say, so you don't... You're not the screamers. I like that. Well, we will be, but... Will you? During the movie, you will be? Inside. Inside, we scream. Did you scream when you read the book? I breathed hard. It was heavy breathing. That's that's a little creepy, the way you said that. Having daughters, what do you think of Bella as a role model? Do you think she's someone for all these young girls to be looking up to? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I I think she's a typical teenager. I mean, just with very labile, you know, a lot of ups and downs and... 
just, you know, depressed at times and then super excited and in love. And my God, at that age, your hormones are like raging. So <laughs> it's so hard to I mean, control. So you guys are, because you're no longer teenagers, you're here just for intellectual reasons. Dirty 30. <laughs> Another thing we learned is that people just don't care about kiss rape anymore. Yeah, okay, so how do you respond to the kiss rape? Uh, it's just really hot, and I think it kind of makes the book. The kiss rape? Yeah. Kiss rape? Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Okay, when he <laughs> holds her down and kisses her against her will. She twice. does that? What did that happen? Okay. Twice? Well, Jacob? The, uh, yeah, and the first time she punches him, him and breaks her hand, and the second time she eventually changes her and mind she, and decides oh, to love Oh, him. yeah, that. Oh, yeah. The kiss rape. Oh. Okay, kiss rape. Um, yes. Well. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does kiss rape bother you? Well, it depends on who's doing the kissing. Uh, <laughs> and Jacob has a pretty rocking body, so... So he's allowed to sexually assault Okay, but Hell yes. Uh, hypothetically, if you were a mother and uh, a really hot young kid uh, kiss-raped your daughter, how would you feel about that? I'd be like, get some! <laughs> we also learned that you don't have to be a screamer to be at a midnight showing. What about the books, like, resonated with you? Um, well... I remember what it was like to be, you know, in high school and have crushes and feel strongly and, you know. So now, <laughs> now you're that totally I'm numb and, and dead and inside. Yeah, <laughs> things are different, you know. What what qualities of Bella are uh, do you admire most? Do I admire most? Um, mostly, I find her extremely irritating. Really? <laughs> yeah. So really. A four book series where the main character irritates you, <laughs> and you're watching a 1201 showing, yeah. and not just any 1201. Like you're, if, if you are as you said 30, you could be at like an, a theater that's 21 and over. You're at yeah, the sure mall. Totally <laughs> be at the Laurelhurst watching yeah. Iron yes. Man 2 right now. Right. Yeah, you know, to, I was telling her when we walked yeah, the last really time embrace. I stood in a line for a big box office release. Uh, it was for Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's been a while. So this whole, like, oh, my God, wait, my, it's going to be so amazing. It's, right. it's just I was on Team funny. Velociraptor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. And I was so oh, excited yeah, yeah. when they got the so kitchen creepy. thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm going to... Uh, you guys are rad. Uh, and, this is nothing, uh, this nothing not ironic work. about this It's not going to work. Interview. This isn't yeah. going to work. Yeah, sorry, uh, this has been fun. Uh, but you're not what we're looking for. You can totally hang with us. Like, we yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're friends and everything, but like, you're not our crap. We had some good gentle. Yeah, yeah, but now we're moving, yeah. so we had to well, go to our place in line. I got here at 10.30, and there was a merch table. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Do you see what it is? I, I almost... Hot yeah. It's Hot Topic. It's, it's, hot it's topic a Hot Topic really? outlet. Wow. Yeah. I kind of thought that it was, uh, like, people that made t-shirts in their basement. That's what I thought, and it's no, not. This it's was Hot made topic. by children in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Probably in a basement. Saved up their whole year's salary to watch the movie. Right. I'm Team Edward because the the dye for his skin <laughs> doesn't cause me as much blindness. <laughs> Now we're going to do something else special. Chris and I had the pleasure of interviewing Callie, who runs TwilightSeriesTheories.com, a podcast and website 
about Twilight. In fact, it's so good that Callie was recently one of a handful of people who was invited to go to Los Angeles to interview Stephanie Meyer about the new movie and her new book. So thanks for being here today. It's nice to be here. We should start by saying that uh, your show is a little more positive about Twilight than ours is. <laughs> Have I mean, you even heard our show or I, anything? I did, of course. I was okay, I was listening okay. to. I I haven't listened to a lot, but I listened to your entire yeah. episode on an airplane. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was like right after we yeah. hung out with Stephanie Meyer. Very yeah. cool. Which is pretty awesome that you guys got to do that. Yeah, congrats. It is. It, thank you. It's one of those kind of things that you think, oh, that probably will never happen again. Yeah. Was it, it was just, just internet people or were there other media it types? It was. No, it was strictly fan junket instead of press junket only. She did no press with any other media except for us on this one. So, huh. yeah, there were four sites selected and she flew us out to LA and put us up for a night. And then we spent four hours. I mean, literally just like in a conference room in their business center at the hotel. It was awesome. It does sound fun. It sounds a little weird. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're an author just with a room of people that are that dedicated to you. Yeah. Well, I could see how it would be creepy. Um, (laughs) Well, you just got to get the mindset of like, okay, I'm an author. I've written a few books. They've been really successful. Now I'm going to invite, eight to ten people from the internet who have created publications yeah. about me. You'd think she'd have at least like a burly guy near her. Yeah, well, she, yeah, I was going to say, there really wasn't security per se. I, we're fans of the book. The movie thing's cool. And so I think she really just wanted fans to be able to ask questions because she knew they would be more in-depth than about the characters and the books versus just about the actors and the set. Yeah, we speaking of actors, we met a lot of mothers when we were at the premiere on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. uh, Jacob's, the actor, is like 15, right? <laughs> no, he's like 18. Is and he it, just turned 18. And it's so funny because we get so many people on our website that are just like, oh, he's finally 18. And I'm still thinking, oh, good Lord. He's a baby. He's yeah. a baby. He is. He is. I would think mothers would be especially uh, protective of children actors. I just... I'm surprised to see how many uh, mothers are are predatory when it comes to this movie. Well, you know, I can say it and I can be like, oh, he's so young. But at the same time, you have to kind of put it into perspective and be objective about it because there are so many female actors out there that are so young, but there are guys drooling all over their poster. You this know, is like, true. This is it, true. And, and so for me, I try to remain objective and not be judgmental, but at the same time, personally, I do I do look at Taylor Lautner and think, oh, he's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so point taken. That's a tremendous point. So there are a lot of young female stars that get treated that way. But I expect more of women. <laughs> I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> Let me make this a, a might bit more personal. Okay. Do you prefer the Edward or the Jacob? Oh, see, and my sister hates me for this because I always claim Switzerland. Um, can can I be honest with you just for a second? <laughs> yeah. Okay. In real life, you have girls that are just fawning over Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner. And a lot of them, they connect with the look of the actors. Right. You have to remember, I actually read these books before I ever knew there was a cast or there was going to be a movie. Right. Started the podcast based on all that. So for me, when I say I'm Switzerland, it means that if you put the book characters, Edward and Jacob, in front of me, why would I choose? I can have both of them. Uh, <laughs> what? Can my... you? Can Bella? Nobody can have both. You said I'm 
the end there could have both if she wanted the way Edward reacted. You know, it's one of those things where, and if you read the books, you would know that they we both- We've read books one through three. Oh, okay. They both would wait for her. They both would let her play the field, you know? Well, well okay. right, okay, but <laughs> the difference is you can flirt with both of them. You can even get kiss-raped by both of them. But at the same, yes. at the end of the day, when you yeah. are picking one to be with yeah. forever and ever because Jacob imprints and vampires apparently mate for life or what mm-hmm. is right. a very long time, <laughs> and they have this, you know, there's this through line of crazy monogamy. You can't yes. have both. So you do have well, to can I tell you, yeah, I'm a married woman and I married my best friend. So okay. I, that probably answers your question. And does, does he let you also have other men? Negative ghostwriter. That yeah. is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's my thing. You know, I would probably end up with my best friend. And, and I think that in the books, it takes a little longer and she's able to kind of make that decision. Whereas in the movies, it's just so fast, you wait, know? Right, that, that, right. So wait, are, is that code for you would end up with Jacob? I mean, Jacob, right? Yeah. Um, I probably, I probably would end up with the character Jacob. Right. Now, if you ask me which actor I thought was hotter, I'd have to go with Robert Pattinson. So, Interesting. you know, it's just, it's well, all Two different. obvious problems. So Jacob sexually assaults her twice in the third book. And even as a best <laughs> friend, that's kind of like a downer for me. And also Robert Pattinson looks like Jaws from James Bond. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. His you, face is weird. You got it all laid out, don't you? You're ready. You're, I mean, like, they're really, I mean, who doesn't have a negative trait? So it's like, okay. you know, Well, right. I, I don't mean negative trait. I mean, like, rapist and ugly. Oh, that's just horrible. I can't believe you're using that terminology. Sorry, kiss rapist. Kiss rapist. <laughs> it, um, it's still, like, that... it's still not the kind of mutual, thoughtful respect that you come to think of as... In a best friend. In a best friend. Like, you know. Right. So is he really her best friend? Uh, no, I think he's a kiss rapist. <laughs> What at any point in the first three books has when has she ever had anything in common with Edward at all besides oh. the, the the mutual obsession with each other? Right. And then ten years later, when they're married and they've gotten bored of having sex and they like go to do a crossword puzzle together and they're like, <laughs> wait, we have no hobbies in common. <laughs> Turns out he likes watching Deadliest Catch and she doesn't. And right, yeah, right. she she prefers Top Chef and you just well, can't find the two. Uh, luckily, they're millionaires and they can afford two TVs. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the, the most romantic book of our age is about two people watching TV in separate rooms. I don't know, guys. You guys have stumped me with this one. Uh, I'll be honest. Thank you so much for joining us, Callie. Uh, your website is twilightseriestheories.com. It is massively bigger than us, and uh, we appreciate you slumming it with our little show. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks so I, much for your time. So much fun. <laughs> All right, it is time for our minor compliment, the second half of our compliment sandwich. For this, we will go in reverse order that we went in the first time, meaning I will go first. This is a compliment to the costumers, the costuming department, for buying out the Pacific Northwest's entire supply of brown hoodies for this movie. Everybody was wearing a brown hoodie at one point during the movie, and there included a scene where the Cullens were teaching the wolves to fight, where there was a shot of Bella, Edward, and Jasper, and they had four brown hoodies on between the three of them. (laughs) Bella was double-layering a brown hoodie. 
was amazing. Uh, you think maybe they just had like four and they just shared all the time? Just... <laughs> I like it being like standard issue for like like hey, welcome to Riley's Seattle newborn army. Here's a hoodie. <laughs> Here's a brown hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The newborn army actually did have a lot of Seattle. It was wearing like some Columbia sportswear stuff, a lot of REI gear. It was a very outdoorsy crowd coming down from Seattle. Yeah. Maybe they're sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Nike, the official clothing sponsor of the new vampire army. <laughs> All right, uh, going in backwards, it's Ezra's turn. Ezra, go. This is just kind of a great throwaway line that happened when we weren't actually paying attention to the people that were talking it's like at the lunch table, Bella and Jessica and Edward and Eric and everyone's there. And, um, you know, while Bella's like paying attention to something else, we get these two great pieces of dialogue, which seems to be uh, advising people to, to become prostitutes. Um, <laughs> and it's the right thing to do, too. Wait a minute. People give you money? <laughs> <laughs> so um, good for Twilight for supporting this country's sex workers and, and trying to, to convince kids that, that this is actually a totally honorable and lucrative profession. <laughs> Who deserve health care benefits, by the way. Absolutely. Unionized people. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Chris, that makes it your turn. Yeah, mine is more, you know, it's more of a Charlie compliment. Yeah. But at the same time, I admire, if nothing else, the producer's commitment to detail in Charlie's brand loyalty to Rainier Beer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah, 4 o'clock at, on a weekday. That's our sheriff. <laughs> it's time to drink semi-locally produced, now owned by Budweiser, cheap lager. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. And, and what a good time. So, anyway, I, I just think that, you know, they could have gotten it wrong. They could have made him drink something else, and I would have been pissed. <laughs> Final, minor, compliment. Colleen, please. Okay, this is also very minor because... All of my compliments got used up in this thing, but I just found a piece of inspiring dialogue that made little sense to me that I just wanted to highlight, which is in the very beginning during part of their field staring sessions. They're sitting there and she's like, I've got an English final. And then he says, marry me. (laughs) Like, what? So I guess, if anything, my compliment is way to like pass that off as legitimate dialogue script writing. And get that put into a movie, because... That reminds me of Arrested Development, when uh, (laughs) Maeve gets all that career. That was her only joke, was just, marry me! (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you look a little young to be a producer. Marry me! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think someone was like, like, alright, scriptwriter, we need somehow to subtly imply that Edward wants to be married. (laughs) And the scriptwriter's like, I got this shit down. (laughs) And they just, like, toss that line in anywhere. (laughs) Well, she's like chatting about her homework. Should I work on my on my final for English class, or should I get married young and have a child? And then yeah. uh, and then she, you know, makes the wrong call. It wouldn't be so bad if she made the wrong call. It's just that she makes the wrong call so slowly. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to Read It and Weep. That is the end of our episode. We will be back again next week with our special anniversary show. That's right. Right about now is about the one-year anniversary from our first podcast, so we are putting together a very special show. We will be listening to and criticizing 
the first few episodes of our own podcast. That's right, Read It and Weep does read it and weep. Uh, it should be strange, self-referential, uh, probably a bit masturbatory, and hopefully funny. No promises on the latter. But join us that week, uh, next week if you want to listen to that. You can get our episodes free by going to our wonderful website, read-weep.com. Check that out now. You can check out Colleen all the time when she's not here at uhb-etc.blogspot.com, which stands for Ultimate Hard Body. It is her non-comedy but occasionally funny blog, and it is a delightful read, so keep up with her. Colleen, thank you so much for coming today. Anytime. And as usual, thanks for being here, Chris and Ezra. Absolutely. Yeah, great to be here. That's it. We are out. Take care. Talk to you next week. Bye. The little propeller plane totally crashed into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you